Welcome back. It is April 5th. It's currently 7-ish. What is it? 7.51. We are in full effect. Vince, how you been? I'm good, dude. I got another raspy voice. Did some uh, did some slight partying this weekend for my cousin's 21st birthday. Very fun time. So last week I was like, hey, my voice is back. Well, look at me now. What are you doing? Fucking screaming on tables? What, I mean, what are you doing? I'm a singer, man. I know, but the, what you you can't like show the world your instrument too soon. Oh, I was also talking shit about the, and we're gonna get to this, but about the the Duke UNC game and how much money I made off of it. <laughs> so. That's great. Chant, were you sprinkling in all sorts of shit? Face like, listen, I run a podcast and you don't know shit. Oh. No, man, I, I don't slur that bad. I don't think. <laughs> but well, no, sometimes. That's true. No, you've heard me. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, Vin, uh, when, no, Vin gets, when Vinny gets a little toasty, he likes yeah. to wrestle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Big wrestler. Big wrestler. I love that shit. Um, no, it was. I was talking to my cousin's boyfriend, and I was like, who you got tonight? He's like, oh, Duke. I love Coach K. And I'm like, fuck you. UNC is going to win. He's like, five bucks? I'm like, easy. So we did that, and then about two hours later, you know, I get a couple more drinks to me, maybe a Vegas bomb. I'm like, hey, I'm about to put 40 bucks on that UNC right now. <laughs> and he's like, you're fucking idiot, blah, 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 all this shit. We get back to my house. He fell asleep on the couch, and then I had to wake him up when, <laughs> when they won. And I was like, hey, <laughs> you bud. woke him up? Oh, yeah. And I was like, you owe me five bucks. <laughs> hey, asshole. Look at this score. Hey, he's my Cough he's, up. He's my younger cousin's boyfriend, so I got to give him a hard time. That's how that goes. Of course. Yeah. No, it's definitely a part of it. I didn't take five bucks from him, but I definitely told him that. (laughs) I mean, hey, yeah, if you were, that's fantastic. You woke up, asshole. Look at the score. You up? He's like, give me me the catch. He was just like, God damn it, passed out again. Well, no, yeah, I saw saw the, the, the final and I was like, oh, Vince is so happy right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was Vince losing my is mind. So happy right now. And then now. you know, obviously, you bet a little bit of money on it. You make, uh, I mean, the odds were good on that. So, you know, got a good payout. And Coach K lost to their, his biggest rival in the Final Four. There's not a better storybook ending that you can write for that guy. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, for I mean, he's won enough in his career. It's not like he's never done it. You know, and I mean, hey, if you really break it down, two of the most winningest coaches in NCAA history both lost. Uh, in the past two weeks, Gino yep. uh, over at UConn lost on Sunday. Yep. Uh, and his first, I mean, God, I think he had like 11 in a row or some something crazy. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and he lost for the first time in a long time. Well, I mean, South Carolina and uh, Notre Dame have been pretty decent the last couple of years, but still, yeah. like, he's, he's still been on a tear like since, I don't know, like 2012, right? Oh, God, yeah. Well, and before then, dude. Maybe before I mean, that, yeah. Yeah, like in er- mid, early to mid 2000s, he's just been a cl- just class act for years and years yeah. so no man it's been uh the the fall of the greats i mean at this hey, point I got but one thing that coach k hasn't done in his career what's that beat north carolina in the tournament <laughs> well you they know one time they lost one time <laughs> unc's always had an epic program especially for basketball they don't yeah. do much else good you know especially to, like produce quarterback talent in the nfl <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. um but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, great basketball powerhouses, and you just look at it and you go, all right, well, let's uh, let's see exactly how this next tournament unfolds. But it's good to see, you know, different teams in the final. Um, you know, as we saw Kansas and UNC, great game last night. Just an awesome, awesome basketball game. Low scoring, great defense. 
Um, definitely something where I thought UNC was going to pull it out. But Dude, I mean, the first the first half was all UNC because, I mean, obviously I had to go back dealers money. I had to go back and throw a couple more on them for the championship. I mean, second quarter, I'm feeling great. I think they were up 15 by the time halftime came. I was like, yeah, it's, it's game. I mean, I, and I know like that's not how you should think about that. But Kansas made a comeback. That single largest comeback in the history of any yep. national ch- championship game. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, Loyola Chicago in 1963 had a 15-point comeback. Yesterday was a 16-point comeback. So, I mean, you got to give them credit. Another Blue Blood win. Um, I'm sure a bunch of people had Kansas winning on their bracket, but no one was perfect, I'm sure, as well. So, it was great. It was a great game to watch. As much as it disappointed me at the end there, um, it was just fun to watch. And Roy Williams was in the stands, too. So, I'm sure that wasn't fun to watch him uh, watch him deal with that as well. Yeah, I mean, hey, Roy Williams, uh, he's a legend, you know, and he retired yeah. last year. And, you know, that's college coach meme. of all time. Yeah. I mean, Roy Williams coming into the uh, coming in the locker room like a G. I mean, that's yeah. the most epic meme of all. It time. is. It's the greatest. Yeah. So that was just a awesome game to watch last night. And I thought UNC was 100 percent going to be able to keep that lead. But. I don't know. It just seemed like they got comfortable and Kansas went full press the second half and were shooting the lights up. Really, they were. I, I definitely thought that they stepped up in the second half because they knew they needed to, A. And B, uh, I don't know. It seemed like UNC took a step back. Either that or their one big man, I forget his name, number Brady five. Brady Manic? Brady, Brady, no, 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 no. Armando Bacot or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he seemed to be struggling. Um, I was going to say that. It was uh, – it's – they're really they're top heavy for sure. Um, so when they were they were kind of cooking in the first half, and then the minute Brady Manick and Bacot or Bacot, I'm sorry for that guy. Um, the minute they started kind of gate like losing steam a little bit, there was a lot of shot missing all over the court, and you could just kind of feel the momentum shifting every time Kansas scored. Where like once they were down three, it was almost like Kansas is going to win this game. There's no way. Yeah. It, it definitely looked to be it. I mean, although that that final five, ten seconds where Boy. Duke from Kansas <laughs> goes out and you're like, oh, damn, this could happen. That felt like destiny. I'm not going to lie. I yeah, saw that happen. And I was like, this is OT. There's no way they miss it. But I was I also kind of felt bad for the Kansas kid because obviously he, didn't, he went out. He went out of bounds with his left foot. Like he was fine with on his right foot, and then he just like moved his left foot behind his right foot, and that's how he went out of bounds. Very weird way to do it. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what he was thinking. I think he got really excited. That's really what it looked yeah, he like. Didn't, he didn't have spatial awareness at the time. I think that's all it was. It was just yeah. like it. You didn't know how close he was to the line, and that'll happen. He was real close to the line. Uh, as a matter of fact, he was out of it. bounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, definitely something where you're like, oh shit, this could happen. This could happen. It looked like something like you were saying, something for the storybooks potentially, but you Brick. know, <laughs> total brick. It feels like he rushed the shot in he my did. most humble opinion. I feel like he had more time than he thought he did. Knowing me in that situation though, if I were to run out and do that, I would get rid of it immediately. <laughs> so I get it, but well, that's it why seems we like don't you play basketball. What do you mean, dude? I'm a beast in the gym. <laughs> it's just like, what do you mean, Mike? I post up like Barkley yeah, dog. You can't, you can't be doing that. 5'11, 260, just be crossing kids up like Iverson, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? All day, dude. I'm white chocolate. Uh, no, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it seemed like a rush shot. 
Um, that's definitely not the way I would have done it, but I don't know. It's important to remember college kids. A lot of these guys are one. And, well, not I guess there's not a lot many one and dones mm. on North Carolina, but still, it's there's a lot of one and dones in general across college ball. Definitely in and, Kansas right now too. Yeah, and, and a lot of these guys come to NCAA for a small blip of college, and then they're in the league. I mean, God, you think of guys like Jason Tatum. Like Tatum was in the league when he was like 19. Yeah. And he's 23 now. And to hear him talk, he's like, he he talks like he's a vet. But he's he like, is. He's been in the league for like eight years. Not <laughs> eight crazy. years. I mean, he's been in the league for five, but still five five years. You come in the league yeah, at 18, 19. I mean, dude, it's just like, it's crazy to me. I want to say he's been to the playoffs every single year that he's oh, been he's in a the stud. league. He's yeah. a stud. Absolute stud. But Nonetheless, good for Kansas. You know, this is definitely something for them where what they hadn't been won in it's been a while. Twenty thirteen or so. So something like that. It's been a long time since they've gotten there. Not only that blue blood, it's like get them out of the way. Yeah, I just you know, I hope next year you start to you know, we get more of what we did last year. I, I saw a post today by ESPN that the way too early uh favorite next season is UCLA. Oh, yeah. So we'll have to monitor that. But we are almost getting to the time, Vince, where, you know, spring games are starting for NCAA football. Before you know it, you're going to snap your fingers. and We're going to have NCAA football back. Norman Nate's going to be coming back. Oh, shit. I'm I am jacked. Me, too. I love it. I do. I got to say, though, it is with a sad uh, with a sad feeling that the. uh, that the March Madness is finally over. I am pretty uh, sad about that. I enjoy watching it. Um, well, kind of, I know, but still, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, March madness after March. It's over, right? I mean, they Put played it behind us. They played on the fourth, <laughs> but now we but got, but now we got, you know, the masters coming up. Whoever gives a shit about this. I really don't know, but it's just like, if you like sports it's and you, you're like above it 25, you're kind of into it. Yeah. Or if you're the bro who just graduated and golfs a lot, <laughs> you know, you're into it there too. So, Nothing I ever paid attention to. I always thought golf was like a napping event. Like you put on golf to take a nap. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. You fall asleep and then you wake up and they're like, oh, they're on hole eight now. Now I can go watch them on hole eight. And then you fall back asleep and you're like, they're on hole 16 now. <laughs> like, it's like watching gotta, NASCAR. It's, it's, it's like fast forwarding. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like watching NASCAR. You're like, oh, wow. Thank God for this i wow i i really needed this but it's a you know it's an old school thing it's a lot of tradition i don't right? get nascar i'm not gonna lie what's there not I, to get about nascar no i understand what they do. I just, I just no I just, the fandom i just don't get i guess you and golf is the same with me and nascar i watch it and i'm like okay <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> racing is exciting man it, it always is only on the last lap. Raise hill and praise dale brother only I'm the just last saying. Lap. <laughs> last twenty laps for the you record. Five hundred, and you just go, and then you just wait yeah. for the first. Okay, you wait for the first four hundred and eighty or whatever they do. All right, listen, listen, <laughs> listen to the novice NASCAR fan that you are. You have I'm not to understand. Even I know nothing about it. I know. Well, uh, I know father. Joey Logano. Hey, oh, oh. My, dad about, my dad doesn't care about NASCAR. Yeah, he's a gearhead, so he kind of yeah, gets he's, it. Uh, he's a drag racing guy. That yeah. I love. NHRA is great. Female do- becoming a female dominated sport, by the way. Yeah. NHRA has more women drivers than I've seen. I watched the drag racing event over the weekend when I was in uh, when I was in the AZ. And uh, dude, every other driver is a woman. I'm like, this is cool. That's awesome. It's great. You love to like- see it. And who would have thunk it? 
not this guy. I think uh, good old John Force too has some. John Force. Yeah, it's all funny. of his all of his daughters are in it. It's pretty funny. Who it's like Ashley Force, Brittany Force. Yeah, this cool. uh, podcast has become a uh, NHRA podcast. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah, how much how much money on anybody betting that we would be talking about drag racing today? <laughs> hey, I don't know, buddy, but we're starting to get there. Here we are, it. brother. We're liking it a lot. <laughs> You're about to raise hell and praise Dale, as Norman Nate would awesome. say. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, I love that shit. Now NASCAR is has certain races that are exciting. For example, they just raced Road America in Austin, Texas. Incredibly exciting race. Road yeah. course, which they don't do often, so it's exciting when they do. And, you know, they take a page out of the F1 book where F1, I would compare it to F1 like one is so fucking cool. See, you know, no, that's I the difference. Like, I just don't like NASCAR because it's circles. F1's a fucking track. Well, that's why it's different. And yeah. and you, you have to understand that NASCAR is a very uh, in quote and good old boy sport. Should you yeah, call it? No Since it, it, it's origins is moonshiners yeah. uh, souping up their cars and then racing them in a circle. Basically that yep. that's what the origins of NASCAR are. So it's right. some real country shit. But F1 is fucking intense. F1 is started in the story of Le Mans in France. And it was France very was proper and wow. Ferrari and Mercedes. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and I like it's how, a like, different two guys and then they like hate each other and they're on the same team and you can get like, traded and shit. That's just There's so fun. much drama with these guys. They're all drama queens. They're all like five foot five and but look they like they can all drive models. a car at fucking incredible speed. So oh, like, yeah, no, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They're, they're amazing drivers. Yeah. And most the drama's fun. <laughs> hey, F1 drive to survive. Highly recommend Great, it. Great Highly recommended. Great, great show. Great sport to watch. If you're, uh, you know, waking up a little toasted from the weekend on a Sunday morning, you flip that on, you sit on the couch and you try not to vomit. Take an alpha um, seltzer and watch F1. <laughs> All right, let's get into the, 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 the masters. Cause this is a big Be deal. Just, we squirreled yeah. a little bit, but yeah. we're back. So Vince, if you could pick anybody to win this event, who would it be? Let's see. Well, I mean, okay, the popular Who's choice is, is Tiger. Tiger's playing. That got announced. That's pretty huge. I didn't know if he would be back in this amount of time. Is it, Can he possibly win? Yeah, is it likely? No. Um, for me, and the fun thing about the, the Masters is that you can kind of have anybody win, you know? It's kind of like, I mean, that happens in any golf, um, any golf tournament, but the Masters, I feel like, has a bunch of random guys every now and then win it. Um, I think right now the, the favorite is John Rahm. And he's probably a good way to go as well. I just want to see Max Homa win. I like Max Homa solely because he is on Twitter and he fucking roasts people. So I like Max Homa. He'd be my one pick. Um, and then I, besides that, it's a toss-up. It would be cool to see Tiger win, though, let me tell you that. Oh, it would be great to see Tiger win. He's overcome a lot in his career, you know, just laying down the pipe wherever he could for there for a while with every stripper and, you know, escorted good. And, uh, you know, he's overcome his whole days and his whole face, and he's ready to be a dad now. And he's ready to show people what he's got. So I'm with you, Tiger. Whole phase and there's, all. Let's there's go. There's also a thick king. I don't know if you know king. him. His name's Harry, Harry Higgs. He's the thick king. I love him already. Harry Higgs. I love Higgs. Harry Higgs. Just give him a nice little Google, and it's just like, you handsome son of a bitch. Harry Higgs. I love that man. I want him to win. I think this is his first Masters. I don't think he's going to end up winning this one, but I would be awesome to watch. Hell I've yeah. watched a couple of his YouTube videos. I'm like, this guy's just like a genuinely nice lad. He just looks like a big cat. 
then that's yeah. not always the case with golfers. <laughs> I don't know. They're they're putting him at 6'2", 235. I think this guy is not 235. I think Just he's picking 250. <laughs> he is damn near 260. Yeah, he, I was going to say. I mean, yeah. All muscle, baby. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Well, we're, but... we're allowed to say it because, you know, thick boys, thick boys stick together. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. Big guy. I'm in. I'm in. There we go. Husky all the way. Let's go. Shout out Harry Higgs. Shout out Harry Higgs. Let's hope he uh, takes it all the way. You know what I'm saying? A kid from New Jersey likes to eat. You know, he he goes out for, for a slice of pie. And he eats his pastas. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, I highly doubt that'll happen, but definitely something where I would love to see Tiger pull it off, but that's probably the the. It's unlikely, favorite. but not impossible. I mean, yeah. the betting the betting odds for Tiger are going to be ridiculous just because people want to see it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think everybody wants to see the fan favorite because didn't he win it in 2018? He won the Masters sometime recently. Okay. I'm not sure the exact year, but definitely sometime recently. After Shortly before the 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 pandemic. So it was uh, <laughs> definitely shortly before that. I remember that because that was a big deal and that was all over everything. So maybe he can maybe he can repeat catch lightning in a bottle. But all right, let's keep let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Some yeah. big news, Vince. Some big news came out okay. of the NFLs this week. Okay, okay. Well, why don't you why don't you let us know what happened here? So, uh, Congress received allegations made against the Commanders, alleging that Daniel Snyder's club held back ticket revenue from NFL teams. Hmm. Crazy. So, to give some backstory, there have been many an allegation against Dan Snyder. He is regarded as uh not one of the most highly uh respected owners in the NFL to say it nicely. Um in 2020, one and a half million dollar settlement was given for an alleged event that happened on a private team plane, sexual assault in 09 from Dan Snyder. Six other allegations came forward in February this year. So obviously there's some smoke. Um the whole Gruden thing came from the commanders. That all came from that. These yeah, weren't man. these weren't proven, quote unquote. Knowing the NFL, like you know, those allegations don't necessarily hold that much weight as far as ownerships are concerned. Allegedly, my thing with this though is that what came out today is, or the other day is actually way more, way bigger chance for him to being being forced to sell the team because he's stealing profits from other NFL owners, which is kind of fucked up, dude. Well. I think they've lost a fair amount of revenue over the years with all the name change nonsense and then yeah. the allegations, I mean, with the Gruden brothers and and then, you know, the sexual allegations and shit like that. Where, People still were, go to the games, though. Oh, yeah. The, you know, your fans are going to continue to go to the games, usually no matter how you suck. I mean, let's face it, we're Bears fans, so we get it. But um, I, I feel as if, I don't know. A part of me feels as if people knew about it, swept it under the rug, but now it feels like there's a strong push to push this guy out of the league because he's pissed off enough people. And if you really break this down, I believe NFL billionaires, in quote, or oligarchs, which they basically are because yeah, they're all no billionaires, um, it's a big fucking boys club. And if yeah. you fuck up and, you know, if you do something you shouldn't be doing and you're drawing a lot of heat to outfit in quote, uh, which it is in a weird way, kind of like yeah. organized crime. Um, I mean, Robert Kraft was getting behind the sheet handy as we all remember this. See, <laughs> who knows what Virginia McCaskey is doing? <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> that's fantastic. Damn. But it is, I mean, oh, fuck, that's awful. <laughs> Listen, oh, God. for real, though, I do believe that there could be some conspiring of these owners to say, yeah, get this fucking guy out of town, yeah. and then they'll bring in a guy, basically, that's a handpick to buy the commies, and, and one thing leads to another. Daniel Schneider will get paid fat. And then he'll go buy some soccer team. Either that or he'll sit on his billions and chill somewhere. Yeah. I mean, fuck, that's what I would do at this point. Why do you even want the smoke? I mean, the, th- the thing is, too, is like, and like I said before, it's like you, the only way you can actually get forced to sell the team is when I think it's majority. It's, it's not actually clear. They don't make it clear. But owners can vote to force out slash force to sell. Right. Another owner. Hence the boys club. Right. I don't know if it's over 50%. I don't know if he needs 70% or whatever it may be. Um, But that's what I was saying about the stuff that doesn't necessarily pertain to the other teams, whether or not it's bad is a different question. Um, They might not be like, this is, this isn't worth voting them out. But when you're taking millions from guys that are addicted to money, quite literally, that will actually be like, Hey, like everybody else put in a fair amount and you didn't put in a fair amount for who knows how long at this point that will actually force them to be like, Hey, maybe we should consider actually getting this guy out of the league, but he's been there for a very long time. So I don't really know. Yeah, man. I mean, he's been a part of this organization for almost 30 plus years and it's one of these situations where it's going to be tough, but I do believe if you get enough people behind the effort, it'll be done. Get him the fuck out of there. That's what I want to say now, because he's just fucking that team up. He's like the Dolan of the NFL. Well, you look at the same thing going on with uh, who's the owner over in Miami. Oh, Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross. You look at what's going on with Steve Ross. It's very similar. There's a lot of shit going on here, not in the fact that he's holding back revenue, but the conspiring to look at coaches and say, hey, if you lose X amount of games, I'll pay out because we want a better draft capital. All the Brian Flores shit. Right? So there's a lot of shit here that goes on behind the scenes, just like any major organization or many uh, like major corporation that you just don't know about. And, you know, guys blow the whistle and people don't like that. And, you know, the spotlight gets on certain people. It's not good. Like I said, it's similar to like the mob, yeah. right? You know, you keep a low profile, you make your money and you shut the fuck up. Well, it's, kind of, it's I mean, it's hard to have government control over guys with billions of dollars. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I mean, that's why Congress had to get the allegations to actually have any push to it, because. I mean, this guy's what? Like, yeah, he's net worth is four bill. Like, <laughs> come on. Even if he does have to sell the team, he'll he'll break out perfect and move the fuck on. I'm sure. I don't know what the exact amount that they're uh, currently like sitting at, what their actual sell price is going to be, but it's going to be high. Yeah, absolutely. Especially and, and, a team with that with that much like history. I know their name's not the same, but they still own the history. I mean, who knows? Maybe the commanders get. Maybe this is the the key cog for the NFL to get their wet dream of having a team in London, not being the Jaguars. No, they can't move from Washington. There's so many fans there, dude. Sure. But hmm, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to monitor. These guys are definitely not as genuine as we all perceive. And Oh, I could have told you that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. These guys are all assholes, including Virginia McCaskey. Oh, leave Virginia alone. She is feeling health right now. She's a sweetheart. True. Good point. I have met George (laughs) outside, you know, fascia of the man. Very kind human being. Had a conversation with him. 
I, I wish I would have said, hey, at that time, hey, you know, do you got like a young GM program? Because I've been like building and rebuilding your team in Madden for years and I can do it. So like, let's make <laughs> it's it happen. Like, Listen, you just got to trade three second rounders for Tom Brady. You're going to the Super Bowl. Come on, bro. It's that simple. It's that simple. We just three need Tom. Yeah. Bill, do it. <laughs> we just need Tom. That's all we need. And, you know, speaking of Tom. Yep. Tommy boy's back. Yes, I love is. it. I love it. And then how about Bruce oh, Arians? That's not even news. I was going to say, Bruce we Arians just, we news. just talked about this, Vince. We yeah. talked about this last week. Tommy yeah. comes back and they were like, Oh, Arians this. And I was oh, on the side. Yeah. You were like, he likes them. I don't think he liked them. <laughs> I was wrong. I don't think he liked them at all. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to the front office. Like you bring your guy in. But then we like the next thing too. the guy who took over. We thought it was left, which for sure. Well, I just thought the offense thing, but clearly he just wants to work with Leftwich and do what they ultimately want to do, where Arians is kind of old school, where he's like, it's going to be my way. Yeah. And Todd Bowles is just going to run the defense, basically. Which is great. He's a great defensive coach. I think he got a bad draw at the Jets. I mean, there's no way you're going to go oh. to the Jets and be a good coach. Who doesn't get a <laughs> bad draw at the Jets? Some of the best coach they've had in like 30 years is Rex Ryan, so. Oh, God, and that's a whole other shit show. Rex Ryan with his feet. Oh, come on. Don't shame a feet guy. He's a feet guy. He is. It's kind of awesome. It's hilarious. I mean, it's a little odd, but yeah. I'm not. Well, yeah, I'm not one. It's just funny. That's that the only he, thing I think about when I see him on the telly on, on Sunday. Like, that guy sucks toes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that guy definitely sucks toes. I mean, that should be like his Twitter like tag. Like, hell yeah, suck toes. He runs for office. My name's Rex Ryan, and I suck toes. <laughs> <laughs> Voting for him, for sure. I'm in. I'm in. No, but hey, we discussed it. You're like, man, I don't think he likes the fucking guy. I'm like, no, yeah. no, they like each other. No, I was, I was all wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, bad, bad beat on my end. But what I would say is that this is definitely something that is a good thing. I think for the organization, Arians just gets to chill now and kind of just get the feedback of what they do. And I mean, this front office position in quote is more just like, yeah, here's a paycheck and consult for us, please. Yeah, I mean, and then Bulls gets like an actual winning team, which he's never had. Um, so I think it's good for him to kind of get that out of the way. And then when Tom leaves eventually as he's going to, like he can actually have a better handle on what's going on. Hopefully that's all assumption, but I think it's good on every inch. Yeah, I think all that Miami stuff was smoke. I don't think that was anything to no. pay attention to. No Not one, anymore. I, I didn't believe Maybe you it. just no. didn't like Arians, honestly. No, no fucking way. I mean, basically, Arians said on the McAfee podcast that, don't yeah, if you, want to, if you want Tommy's five first-round draft picks, no one's going to give that up. So No, for a year, um, no. No. No, absolutely not. So it'll be good for Bulls. I mean, even Arians said that, hey, we'll, he deserves his chance, and it's not with a shitty team. So. Yeah. He'll do just fine. That defense will be rock star. Especially, so, yeah, in the NFC now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. NFC is the subclass. Definitely the, we the weaker of the two conferences. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, the AFC just looks like the fucking Avengers. It's crazy, especially now, the West. Oh, the West is just nuts. I, I don't know how anybody competes. And, you know, I, I don't know. Now there's some interesting news coming out that DK Metcalf and AJ Brown are potentially on the move to another AFC West powerhouse. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Vince? Do you think this is even possible? I don't know, man. I like you don't want to believe everything, but I feel like everything has kind of been talking about happens. The Titans aren't 
are not even shopping or taking calls on AJ Brown, supposedly. That's what all the news is. I don't I think I could see DK moving more likely than him, but I don't know. I think if anybody leaves is DK Metcalf. I don't think both of them are leaving. I don't even think that any of them are leaving. But DK Metcalf needs to go because there's nobody on that fucking team anymore. Well, some stuff I'm kind of hearing just is certain teams, uh, you know, Seahawks. Okay, yeah, we'll give up DK. And, you know, who knows where that's coming. So, you know, maybe the Chiefs say, okay, we'll give up some of that haul that we got in the Miami trade to get DK. That would be nuts. That'd be so sick. That would be nuts. That would be a hell of a wide receiver room. (laughs) And and then Ty Lockett, same thing. He he should be able to get shipped somewhere that makes sense. Yep. He's like the my least favorite person I own in fantasy. That's the only thing I think about him, Tyler Lockett. Oh yeah, I owned him. Scores forty or ten. (laughs) It's the worst. The two guys who run a podcast ultimately become fucking second. Hey, I got second third class. in my other league, so it's okay. Yeah, I didn't play a second league last year, so I just <laughs> You need to, so you life. can split off the depression. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I just suck entirely. It's like, yeah, yeah no, let's, let's split this up a little bit. But in other news, I don't know if you saw this, but the Saints and the Eagles yep. made this very interesting move yeah. where New Orleans trades them um, basically uh, the 16th and 19th overall pick and a six-round selection uh, to the Eagles. And then at least, what is that, next season? And then yeah. Philadelphia sending the 18th overall pick as a part of the package that also includes a 2023 first-rounder and 2024 second-rounder. So this is going to be interesting to monitor. Do you think the Eagles are trying to position themselves next season to be a team in that top five, top 10 to get a quarterback because they're going to give Jalen one more year and see if he can prove it. I mean, you got to think so. I mean, I think the Eagles did really, really, really well in this trade. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like, I like what they did. I think that next year, the saints might not be very good. It's possible. Hmm. It's not probable. I mean, they might get a higher pick because the Eagles are expecting to be better. I assume. Because they're under the same leadership and they basically have the same guys. I don't know if the Saints are going to be here or not. And who knows? And honestly, if they're just going to, if this is a fighter's chance to be like, hey, we still got the 18th pick this year. Next year, maybe we get a top 10, maybe a top 15, and then it's going to be all worth it. Because, right, I would honestly trade the 16th pick for this year to get the 13th pick for next year, especially if you're looking for a quarterback. Yeah, it, it's very interesting to see. It, it seems to me they want to go all in on that quarterback draft next season. I think they need to. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the answer. He just can't throw the ball more than 30 yards. Yeah, he's fun as fuck, though, and he seems like a really nice guy. Seems like a great guy. I got a chance to watch him play at OU when he when he transferred, and he was oh, yeah. electric there. He was he's a really stud. Good. You know, him and, him and Lincoln put on a show over there. Of course, they never get to a natty because it's OU, but – the end of the day, it's still one of these situations where he, I think he has the tools in the right offense, but I don't think the Sariani offense is hell of doing him anything. Hey, they're growing, they're growing flowers out there, bud. They're growing plants. And then the other name on the market here next to DK is AJ Brown. It's a lot of these guys with aging contracts. When I feel as if all these guys in the NFL, if they know a guy's coming into his contract year, they're like, hey, uh, what's he worth? It's kind of like the MLB. It's everybody wants that like one, two year contract where you're not completely down and then you don't have to give up that much. And we've been seeing that too. And I, 
it's kind of a trend where I'm like, if you're a good team, you should do this every time where teams are trading two thirds and a fourth for a guy for two years. And it's like, do that every single time. If you can get like a really good player for two years and you give them two thirds and a fourth, I would do that if you're a good team and you're competing. Absolutely. I mean, if you're in that pocket where you're in win now mode, going out to get DK or AJ Brown seems to make a lot of sense to me. I mean, could you imagine DK or AJ Brown on the Packers? Be sick. Ugh, for who? For everybody. For you. Don't start your shit. You just said, could you imagine if they're on the Packers? That would be it's- sick. That was sick to hear, honestly. <laughs> I hate that. Meaning in a way that wouldn't be good for anybody. It would be sick in in a way that is not good for anybody. Just dug I yourself mean, a hole and you're trying to shut up. <laughs> Listen, I don't need the Packer Mike smoke tonight. I'm just it's, not in the you fucking brought it mood. on yourself, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, the Bears are out this season. We all know yeah. that it's a rebuilding yeah. season. The Packers, what they were doing, getting rid of Devontae for a bag Fuck of footballs it. and a first Doesn't round draft sense. pick, I have no clue. But I'm just saying now as an organization, if we're looking this at an outside looking in type scope, you know, loyalty outside everything right now, because we are, in fact, a sports podcast, Vince. See, just saying, just saying a national sports podcast. Exactly. So we're no coast to coast like butter and toast over here. (laughs) Shut up. I didn't say it was cool. I said it would be sick. It would be, it would be be nasty. It would be nasty. See, so so, so, out of said hole. (laughs) So, so it's one of these things now where it's going to be interesting to monitor. Got some interesting things coming here. I just, dude, do you see AJ Brown leaving? Like, why would they get rid of him? Because who wants to be thrown to by fucking Tannehill? That's, I know, but he's not going to, like, he's good, but he's not at the level where he can be like, you have to trade me. Well, I mean, he's really good, dude. He, I know, I, but I mean, still, he, like. You're not going to pay him. He'll want to be traded. The, they were the best team in the AFC last year. Until Joey B comes in there after getting sacked 19 times in right. a two-week period and, and beats him in the last drive of the game. I mean, just insane. But I just don't know how much. I don't know. I feel like there's more steam to DK than AJ. Who knows? Yeah, I, I would say that. I, I could agree with that statement. If you look at the tape, they're, they're different wideouts, though. I mean, I would say AJ Brown's more of a physical slot guy where DK yeah, is like burner. a guy who can just go up and Goddamn get Goddamn burner, fast as shit. And just a freak of nature, just, size-wise. Yeah. And he eats three bags of candy a day. You see that? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I that mean, was crazy. That's just how you know you're a genetic freak of nature. Well, yeah, because he's like zero body fat. Yeah, guy's a freak. His father, Robert Metcalf, played for the Bears. Yeah, long, long time ago. Yeah, big boy. Well, who's he talking to? Like KG or something like that? Who? He was. Yeah, I was talking to Kevin Garnett, <laughs> DK Metcalf. He's like, I eat, I eat, drink, I get two workouts in, drink a bunch of water. Uh, I probably get hungry around five p.m. and then I order myself like three bags of candy. <laughs> Well, these guys bust their ass. I mean, no, to, totally. To Do whatever the fuck you physicals. want, but I was just like, dude, yeah. if I did that, <laughs> yeah, I'd be a million pounds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd look I mean, like Henry Higgs or whatever the fuck is <laughs> Harry Higgs. Harry Higgs, <laughs> my dog. Every time you put on a little weight, you're like, you're looking a little Higgsy today. I look Higgsy right now. I'm trying to get rid of it. <laughs> it's classic. Yeah. So, a lot of interesting things coming into this, you know pre-draft show that we'll be having here in the next few weeks because the draft is coming and it's coming quick. Uh, So we will have a pre-draft extravaganza. I think we will be going live for that. So look out for that people. 
another thing before we we cut to a new topic here, Vince. Where does Baker Mayfield land? Baker? Hardly know her. Um, thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield, dude. I don't know. Something about like all of that going on over there just stinks to me right now. It's like nice. he doesn't like them. I don't think anybody wants him right now because it's like I think he's got a market. They well, no, totally, but I think they're probably like you got to give us a lot. Like I think they're just like oh, we're gonna hold him hostage at this point. Who gives a fuck? Um, and I don't know if anybody's trying to give away a lot for Baker Mayfield. Maybe a couple. Maybe honestly, maybe during the draft. Maybe if there's a team that really wants a quarterback, they want one guy. They don't get him. Maybe that's when that swap happens. But until then, I don't. I don't like. Where do you think he goes? Seattle? No. Drew Locke's already there. Like, is that that much better? I don't know. I could see something happening here where if a team decides, okay, yeah, we'll split the difference with you. We'll take half the contract. You take half the contract. Or 75% of it because he's getting paid a shit ton of money in 2022. (laughs) He's getting paid a bag in 2022. So no one wants it. So what I think a lot of franchises are doing are saying, okay, we'll wait until either you choose to release him or you choose to say, we'll eat half of the contract or more. Right. Um, because this is, in in my opinion, poor management. They should have said, okay, Baker, where do you want to go? We're not fitting here with you anymore. Where do you want to go? Early on. They already knew coming into this offseason they did they not want him. And it took forever for them to figure it out. Well, like, once... And then they were like, oh, we, we want you. And then they were like, oh, never mind. We're going to get Deshaun. It's like, dude, what the fuck, man? The reason think- they got Deshaun is because they made, basically made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah, I, well, I get that. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the, the trust circle there that they had, and it was probably very minimal, kind of just got shattered at that point, which is circle why, like, locker. yeah, it's like, but like, yeah, it's either like they're going to try to get back at them, which would be like fucking stupid. Um, but that's not, not necessarily out of the question. Or what do you take for him? What's his value? Like, if you're not, they're not going to get rid of their first round pick for nothing. Allegedly, they were saying that, like for the Colts, for example, they were asking for a second round draft pick, and that was basically it. And that's about what he's worth. Someone's, so someone's going to do that. I don't think anybody's going to do that. I think you might be able to get a three or a four for him, or combine maybe some, t- maybe two fours, something like that. Yeah, two, two fives, two trees. Who knows? But what I would say is that I would be conscious of a team, maybe like Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Or even Pittsburgh. And I know you're going to, you no. know, ride with your king over there in Pittsburgh. Dude, I don't know why you wouldn't want Glitch Trubisky over uh, there, Mayfield. There are legitimate, legitimate sources that are stating that there's mutual interest. And if Baker gets released, that's the first place he would sign because it would be a perfect place to stick it back to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sleep on that because now. That's a lot like of money to, to have on quarterback when you have two but guys they that kind of suck. They wouldn't. <laughs> Baker, listen, Baker doesn't suck as bad kinda as Mitch. Kind of suck. He doesn't suck as bad as Mitch. Yeah, I know, but still. Mitch when, sucks more than Baker. Given what Mitch is getting paid now and him, that's a lot to have Mitch two quarterbacks. Mitch is getting paid $8 million a year. I know, I mean, but that's still, not a big deal. $8 million for a backup? But sure, so you, you get Baker cheap because chances are he's going to get released because this will just bubble up to a point where it'll be like, okay, yeah, all yeah. right, we're done. Let's cut ties. So they'll release him for whatever that's going to be. They'll figure it out how the money works, and they'll they'll boot him. And then the first place will go is Pittsburgh. Give him 10 mil or whatever. Because if, 
if you look at a guy like Tomlin, he wants competition at every single position. Yeah. So that creates an ideal scenario, and Mitch will be like, hey. But still, I, I still feel as if that that's where he's that's where he's going when it's all Mitch, said and done. Mitch can still win that job. Mitch is listen. If Baker's <laughs> in the room, Baker's gonna win that job. I'm just saying. So I'm just. We'll we'll have to pay attention to it. But <laughs> if you had to pick anywhere, you're you're saying you don't know where he goes. But if you had to see him in any uni, who yeah. would it be? Uh, be the Bears. Huh? No, I'm not gonna be the Bears. <laughs> There's no way it'd be the Bears. Be um, huh? I like the Falcons thing. Uh. I don't know. They signed Mariota, and like we, the the yeah. book's out on Mariota. Like, yeah. we know <laughs> it, who Mariota's good. You want to know who Mitch glass. is better than <laughs> Mariota? Well, that's easy to do. Um, yeah, no, I'm saying, and like, if you think of teams that like need quarterbacks traditionally, like the Texans don't need a quarterback anymore. Like they said, Davis Mills is their guy. They're gonna keep him. Like, My king. Atlanta. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. Kyle maybe Pitts, Washington. Him. Maybe Washington. Well, what are you going to do? You got like two former first round picks over there just like fluttering in the wind. Right. Carson Wentz gives you a heart attack every Oh, I forgot Baker. about Carson Wentz. <laughs> Baker comes in his little ass. He's like, I can see over the line, guys. Just move out of the way. Uh, I can't believe I forgot about Carson Wentz. Oh, can't forget man. Carson in the yeah, comments. So no, I mean, it's got to be Atlanta. Well, where the play is play, and they ride on those things every day. Every day. I yeah. love it. All right. Maybe Atlanta. <laughs> Best segue ever. So, NBA, Vince. Yeah. Uh, I, the Bulls are just stick a fork in them. It's they, you know, they're fifth in the East. Um, let me lay yeah, out a they few. They were second. They were second they a were month first. and a half. <laughs> they oh, were first, bro. Yeah, they need to uh, Terrible, secure a dub. Doesn't look like it's going to happen today. They're getting smirked by the Bucks right now. Yeah. Um, the Bulls need to win in the, in the next two games, basically, after today. Or the Cavs need to lose and they clinch a playoff spot and they're free from the plan. If they they basically already made at least the plan, so at least that's good. They're playing some type of playoff basketball, but this has been pretty demoralizing. Not gonna lie. Well, this is what happens when you have a lot of guys take on a fair amount of minutes early on in the season. They look everybody fantastic. Gets injured. And then everybody gets injured. Yeah, it it was very Tom Thibodeau of. Uh, the coaching staff Billy to do Dees? what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's not usually not how he runs a team. He's kind of, his hand was kind of forced. Yeah. I, I don't know what the thought process was behind that, but you know, now they're saying Lonzo's knee, it's just not good. Levine, same thing. Now, I mean, Caruso's Levine though, he's only missed issue. like two games since the all-star break. I was looking sure. it up. So I was like, damn, it seems like he's been out a little bit, but he hasn't Lonzo. They've been trying to get him back up. It's just, I mean, they checked it today, and they're like, he's not doing good. And I really think for the for the future of his contract and what they're gonna do, just let just let him sit, figure it out, get it strong in the off season. Let's go after it again. I had a theory today. I think a key piece in the off season to look at going to get would be Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, no if shit. You, if you could have. <laughs> Shut up, Vince. You should anyway. really think about getting Joel Embiid next year. <laughs> don't be an ass, Vince. No, Seriously, I know, I know what he has, I'm listening to you. I know what you're saying. He yes. has no purpose in the Clippers anymore. They're a failing team. Paul George is. No one looked interested well, this season. Why hasn't played this year? Barely. 
Right. So, I, and Paul George has been injured for the last couple weeks too. And honestly, the Clippers aren't that bad, bro. I'm just You're saying. So- I'm just saying. I think it would be. <laughs> yeah. You're such a dick, Vince. Uh, yeah, Mike, it's so what you want to be, but that's not going to fucking happen, all right? <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I had to say that. Hey, the Clippers are in the playoffs right now. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's not going to last long. No. Hey, they're the best team in L.A. Hey, that's easy to do with LeBron and that shit show. Yep. Did you see what Magic stated about the Russ DeRozan scenario? He played LeBron on it. Basically, so what this article is stating is that Magic stated DeRozan wanted to come to L.A. and play with LeBron. That's where he's from. Totally. Come on. And basically, LeBron poo-pooed it because him and Russ were smooching. And beyond that, it was like it was done, made up, decision made. And then DeRozan signed with the Bulls, and then Caruso leaves to go to the Bulls. Hey, if I'm being honest, though, like DeRozan on a Lakers lineup like that, He's not doing what he's doing here. He needs more freedom. No, he's not the guy. He's like, yeah, he, I mean, he's a he's ball dominant when he's when he's running ISO like he does every single game. It gets annoying at points, but you can't deny the ability he's had all season this year. Um, but if we, I mean, and if you think about it, you go to the Lakers, it's like Russell Westbrook's also very used to just controlling the ball at all points. So like him Westbrook. not have. Yeah, basically. But then the last like five games, he's been beasting. So just kind of, I don't know. The guy's impossible to read. Uh, that team is ass. And honestly, if, if the Spurs win and the Lakers lose in the next like two games, the Lakers are completely eliminated entirely. They're going to be completely eliminated. I, I know. It's, it's basically like written already, but it's just, it's just funny to me. Also, oh, yeah. I just, it's like the Yankees is the same thing. I love to see Lakers fans cry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Packers fans cry, Lakers fans cry, Duke fans cry. Eh, not that <laughs> high into it, you know. More so, Texas fans cry. Hey, Definitely dude, horns, horns, horns up, down. brother. <laughs> horns down, always, Vince. Horns down, always. Even though Austin is one of my favorite cities in the in the flipping planet, you just but I love McConaughey. Mm-hmm. I love, all right, all right, all right, brother. You know, I do love McConaughey. He's a very spiritual cat. But I'm yeah. just not a fan of Longhorns. Horns yeah. down always. Just yeah. due to the whole Vince Young USC thing. And then not only on top of that, you know, becoming more of a fan of OU as I've gotten to know that culture. You got traveling there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I must dislike them. It's and, and Norman Nate would be very upset if I would choose my allegiance to anybody else. I wonder if he listened to the last episode when I or the couple episodes ago when I took Texas in the uh NCAA championship. You know, I probably, <laughs> we probably would have got a text as yeah. to why that's ass. <laughs> right. So, like, what the fuck is this, Vince? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, tell Vince picking Texas that that's some, my balls. <laughs> that's some ass and trash wagon, Texas. Yeah, facts. Love it. Well, Vince, what, what, uh, what are some hot NBA beats since this is your sport need, that you got yeah. for me right now? I need to. I got this little thing. So I was like, this is going to be a random topic. It's about the Utah Jazz. So Utah Jazz, the beginning of the year, I want to say the first like two months, they were the best team in the Western Conference. They were in first place. They were over the Suns. They were over the Warriors for a little bit. They were really good. Now the Utah Jazz are sitting heavy in sixth place. So their downfall has actually been worse than the Bulls, which is crazy because this feels like a free fall. Um, They're four and six in the last 10. They're... Under 500 away, they're winning on the on home. But the thing is, 
is there's a lot of stories coming out about Donovan Mitchell being disgruntled. The team doesn't play well together. They've been with each other for a couple of years now, and they haven't been able to do shit, which is true. Um, so I, like the statistician that I am, decided to dive into some of the numbers based on some stuff I saw already. Here so, we go. So Rudy Gobert averages twice more passes to Donovan Mitchell, four and a half per game averaging, than Mitchell has to Gobert 2.3 this season. So basically, a center a that sits in the paint, not a big shooter, definitely a big defender, sits in the paint, is twi- passing the ball almost twice as much as his ball-dominant guard. Crazy. Donovan Mitchell averages 2.3 passes to Rudy Gobert a game this season, like I said. He also averages three turnovers. So basically, that means that he's passing the ball more to the other team than he is to his center in a given game. That's pretty terrible. He, For Donovan him to Mitchell, be complaining, that kind of makes it even worse. He's just like you know, he's in charge of that offense, and like he kind of came in and had the whole D Wade thing, and he did regress a bit. He's he's still an amazing basketball player. He's not going to be on the Jazz, and def. I mean, next year he probably won't be on the Jazz. It just doesn't seem like everything's good. And then you hear stuff today where it's like Donovan Mitchell thinks the Jazz are poised for a play, like a playoff run. They're going to win the finals. It's like, I don't know, body language and this, what I'm reading to you right now is telling me that that shit, that ship's about to sail and he might be a New York Knicks next year. Why would you want to go play for the Knicks? I'm just because would... there's, there's an open space and he's a New York Mets fan. That's all I know. Why wouldn't you go play in Brooklyn? I mean, he can't control the ball as much. What do you want? He's going to, him and Kyrie, come on. He's from New York too, so. Yeah, maybe. Who knows, man? At the end of the day, that statistic itself is pretty sad. It's hilarious. He's like, and he, like, he's an all-star center, and the guy doesn't pass to him more than two times a game. Well, maybe that's their issue. Maybe, maybe it's a lot of egos in the room. It is. These guys are trying to play the game. They got an older Mike Connolly on that team. The guy's an expert facilitator. But Donovan Mitchell's a Dwayne Wade type ISO basketball player. So he's going to hold the ball a lot. Give Connolly the ball, move around, pick and roll all day. And that's kind of what they were doing in the beginning of the season. And it's just kind of like shit got stale. And then Donovan Mitchell doesn't seem too happy. I could be, I mean, I could be wrong, but look, watching them play, it's like get rid of the ball sometimes. Yeah. No. That's that's a very interesting statistic. I do feel as if, though, that Mitchell will probably be on the move. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely something where, you know, uh, we'll, we'll probably end up in New York. And I hope that every time they play the Nets uh, that he gets teed up by Ben Simmons and he just destroys him <laughs> because I hate Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not playing until after the play in tournament. <laughs> This guy is softer than cotton panties, bro. (laughs) I am so sick of hearing about him. I am so sick of it. He is so soft. And he is, oh, God. If I was on the same team as this asshole, I would be like, dude, just don't even bother. He's hurt. He's not running right now. He can't run. He hasn't played all season, (laughs) Vince. What has he done? What has he done? Shot around? (laughs) I mean... If you saw me right now, my Italian hands are going a million miles a minute 
because I just don't understand. I don't what understand. Are, I am Sebastian Maniscalco. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I, oh my God, I can't even with this fucking guy. He's the worst. Yeah, it's Steve Nash basically announced that he wasn't going to play. Why didn't they go like play in tournament? Well, he said so. He guess I guess he got like injured and stuff, like trying to get up and start playing. It's it was like I think a lower back thing or something like that. Um, he said he's getting there. He said that if he were to play sixty five games this year, going to the playoffs, and he had a few weeks of injury, maybe he'd be back. But since he hasn't played, what did he do? Stand up too fast and get lightheaded and (laughs) fell over. It was probably conditioning. Is what I what my assumption would be. But oh god, either that or. Because, I mean, at least you got to think he might want to come and play for the team just so he can get shit talk back to the 76ers. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. But also, I don't think they're going to let him just fake an injury like that. Uh, It's the NBA. Everything's possible, Vince. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I don't want to talk about this guy anymore. Let's segue. NHL. We never talk about it. We never talk about the hockeys. We did one time and it was a negative Blackhawks thing. Today, I'm going to tell you a positive Blackhawks thing. Here we go. Marion Hosa is retiring as a Chicago Blackhawk. Nice. Snaps to him. Love that man. Snaps. Um, my favorite part of I love Marion Hosa. He was awesome for those championship he's, teams. He's beast. He was awesome. He was, he was great veteran leadership, all this stuff. I The best thing about this that makes me really happy, he... Played for the Detroit Red Wings for a long time before he played for the Blackhawks. Yes, he did. And he said, fuck them. Suck my balls. I'm going to the Blackhawks and retiring with them. And for me, that just like, you know, cherry on top, you know, frost that cake and cut me a slight sweet pea because I am celebrating today. I love him. Great respect to Hosa. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, man. I mean, three titles in the city hockey was king for a very long time it's kind of yeah. sad to see it all kind of go down yeah you know but i feel as if the blackhawks really missed their rebuild window yeah probably I mean, about 3 or 4 years ago now they should have just tore the whole team apart when management was uh you know not fully uh thinking straight clearly yeah. uh, it, it sus yeah. Yeah, they were, and they kept trying to move pieces around, and you kept trying to bring old guys in, and you try and recreate the magic, but it wasn't there. Like, yeah, and there wasn't a lot. There wasn't as much. Uh, it wasn't as gritty. There wasn't a lot of t- tenacity. I don't know. That's not like a statistical like measure, but like seeing them on the on the ice, like you just you got to have guys that hit dudes. You got to have guys that are going to be physical and get in there. And it just kind of seemed like they lost a lot of that. And I mean, they didn't lose it from Kane and Taves. Obviously, those boys have been good forever, but. I don't know. I, it just kind of it fell flat the last couple of years for sure. Watching him now is way less exciting. I feel like from a general sports management standpoint, you have to understand when guys are at the tail end of their windows. And when they're in that prime and they got so many years of their prime, you have to know when to move them. And that's any sport, in my yeah. opinion. That's I don't think they weren't. I mean, they weren't getting rid of Kane and Taves at all. They're they're going to be. But they should have. They should have. Do you and, think? And though? I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Kane, I mean, Kane's still fucking good. And also, Kane, Kane's still great, but he doesn't deserve to be on this team. He deserves to be on a team that's contending. He wants to be a Blackhawk forever, though. Says who? If him. they looked at Kane him. and said, "Listen," he said it. He's like, "I want to play for the Blackhawks forever." That's fine. I would say, listen. Do you want to win or do you want to play on a failing team? Because you would be a if do you care about the franchise? If you do, we would really appreciate if we could move you to a contender. 
because at this stage of the game, we'll get some value in return and we can start to rebuild and we'll bring you in on your last day and you can sign your one day contract and everybody's happy. At the end of the day, it's a business and I understand the loyalty thing of it, but it's a business. So they should have moved taste. They should have moved Keith when he was worth something. They should have moved guys who were at that tail end of their prime window and got something in value because you know, if I'm being you know, honest, though, dude, like with that front that's... office, like getting rid of those guys. Yeah, I don't even know how well that would work. Out. I mean, do you remember when we had Panarin? Goddamn beast. He's still a fucking beast. He's playing like a boss. Yeah, they should have traded horrible trade, horrible trade getting rid of Panarin. Yeah, Panarin I... was a beast. If anything, he would have been the guy to build it around. He was like the next dude in my head. At least I could be wrong. I'm not a hockey no, expert. But he was for a while, you head. had two guys that basically played very similarly, which was Kane and Panarin. And they yeah. were on the same line. It was like basically having the same guy on opposite sides of the ice. It's nuts. Too bad. So it's too Taves. In the oh, middle. sexy as fuck, dude. It, it would have been a hell of a ride, but yeah, no Stan Bowman really fucked that whole thing up. And more, but than he ain't way, there so. anymore. Yeah, no, he got pushed out. He's done, but still really bad. Really, really bad. But good for Hosa. Big F you to the Red Wings, which Fuck we all love Red in this Wings. town. Fuck, Fuck the, Red, the Wings. Red Wings. Fuck the Red Wings. Fuck the Blues. Always sorry okay. to a good friend of mine. I was out uh, in, but... uh, uh, I don't even want to say the name. I was out in Wrigleyville. Boo. Oh, come on, Vince. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Um, but no, I was, uh, I was in this like bar. like a true college frat boy. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, it was my cousin's 21st. I was, uh, I was in this yeah, bar, though. Do, I was wearing a Blackhawks hat. Dope. This guy walked up to me. I was like, where's the, ba-? or I was like, Hey man, where's the bathroom? And he was like, oh, I don't know if I can answer you. I'm a blues fan. I'm like, boo. And he's like, I'm really going to break your heart here. I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm a white Sox fan too. I'm like, me too. I fucker. He's like, let's go. Why didn't you wear the socks head Vince? Why weren't you repping in Wrigleyville for all just, of us? I'm not trying to get comp- like, I do actually uh, this old lady talked shit to me after the Cubs one. Cause I was hung over from celebrating that. I put on a socks head and just went to work. And she's like, are you kidding me? The day after I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. I hate that team. I don't yeah. care. I was like, I did get hammered last night because of the implications, but still I needed to fucking do it. All right. Story time for our audience. Yep. So in 2016, Vince was what you were finishing up college or you had just recently graduated. 2017 right? is when I graduated. Right. So you're still like he's senior year in college. He's living in Wrigley. And the Cubs are, you know, in Cleveland living out our baseball nightmare. And they are about to win the World Series. Then they win the World Series. Vince was sending me Snapchats because he was walking the streets of Wrigleyville wearing all black and a white socks hat in the middle of all this craziness. And I'm like, not only is this kid a fucking G, but he is just trolling. Oh, yeah. This entire crowd. And he was walking around to random people like, hey, hey, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did it first. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah, this was the most classic thing I had seen in a long time. And I give you so much credit for it. Dude, there's a lot, be there's a lot of shit talk all over the place. It was really fucking funny. I was, you know, I was a a junior in college at the end of my junior year too. So I'm feeling fucking nice. I just turned 21. I'm like, let's get fucking lit. No, I was a senior. Actually, that was like the, the beginning of my senior year. So all, none of that mattered to me. I was fucking invincible. I will say I, when people started like rushing out and shit and there was like that many people, I did change. Cause I was afraid I was going to get attacked, but no, I would have kept it. I would have said, do something. No, I know, but I'm not, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, brother. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> 
got to rep our team. As long all, as you didn't wear day. cubby blue, that's all I'll say. Fuck that, dude. And like, no, so and we're gonna go. We're gonna go into MLB really quick. So I'm just gonna to start this with day. So I already got tickets to the Sox game on the 16th. But opening day? Uh, no, I no, no. I was thinking about going, but honestly, opening day in Chicago? Cold? Too fucking cold. Every cold, year. I've done it like three times. I overpay hate it. on tickets. Yeah, I hate it. Like I, I enjoy it, but I'd much rather watch it and then wait until it's like you know 60 degrees consistently before I'm sitting down and watching a game because that's the best way to watch it. But I got tickets through my work for the 16th um but then my cousins who are they uh, playing who are they playing? they're playing the tampa bay Rays. okay also All very right. very formidable uh team in the AL. good series good series. um but my cousin from milwaukee was up here for my other cousin's birthday and, she, and she's like i've never been to wrigley and everyone's like we should go and i'm like yeah <laughs> i was like oh, no. hammered uh, so everybody's like, yeah, we should go. We should go. We should go. I'm like, all right, cool. And then like, I got a text yesterday. I was like, oh, we're going to go. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then I realized counting the people in my family, my brother, so my brother's a Cubs fan and my cousin's boyfriend's a Cubs fan. My uncle, my sister, my mom, all of us are Sox fans. And then my two other cousins that live in Milwaukee are Brewers fans. So we're going with four White Sox fans, two Brewers fans and two, two Cubs fans. So I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear Navy. <laughs> just so I can be a Brewers no, fan for the day. I would wear black and white and troll the shit right out of him. Yeah. The only thing just, I got to say, if you're going to like I like to Wrigley, don't wear a fucking Sox hat. That's just my PSA. Why? Don't be don't be that They come back. to our stadium when okay, listen. Right, exactly. When don't Cubs be tickets like were rise above. expensive and they and, and these assholes couldn't af- whatever. They they wanted to go troll on our team and they would wear full Cubs garb when our tickets were, you know, were Yeah, and were then they'd walk bucks. in and be like, "Look at this fucking pussy." Like, oh, I used is, to talk like, mad shit. I used yeah, to be like, too. "Really, bro?" No, I think really? that I do. I do think that I want to give it back to them. That's the lamest shit in the world. I do think. And that's why I don't do it cuz it's kind of just like that's like going to somebody's house and just like fucking telling them why your house is better. <laughs> you know what I'm the saying? The guy who one ups everybody. They're just like, they're just like, dude, I oh. didn't, I didn't ask you to come into fucking guaranteed rate with the goddamn Cubs hat on. I'm like, what are you doing? So like, I feel, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of counterproductive, and you kind of seem like the like the chooch when you walk in there doing that. Oh, it's a total chooch move, but yeah. sometimes you know it's petty as fuck. But depends on no, how continue. No, so I, was just, I was just saying. I would just rather. I would, you could wear socks colors. Or you could wear your team's colors. Just I wish wouldn't be flaunting that whole fucking logo. I'm not trying to ruin anybody else's day as much as I don't like Cubs fans. You hey, know? you know what? I will say this much: as much of a Cub fan I am not, it, baseball to me it's is baseball. is baseball. <laughs> yeah. But watching a baseball game in Wrigley Field in the summer in the bleachers is a different vibe. Put yeah. it put it that way. It's fun. It's baseball in its in its most organic state, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And and it's it's a historic stadium. You piss in a trough. <laughs> you drink semi warm beer. It's, it's impossible okay. to get around. The hot it's dogs. It's impossible suck. to get around. The but hot cool dogs. The food suck. It's a cool experience. You sit yeah. in the bleachers. You pay twenty five bucks for for seats and and you have a good time you go to socks you pay 25 bucks for seats you can see from anywhere in the anywhere. stadium all and the food's great food. fucking better and they got escalators hey yeah <laughs> any beer really you want yeah i mean it's it's nice yeah so no definitely something where it'll be good to see and i mean hey happy opening day baseball's back so happy check. opening day today this is the day because today you're listening to this on thursday which is the day of opening day so happy opening happy day. opening day people to everybody 
started off with positivities here. Um, Jacob DeGrom is out with this stress reaction in his scalpula. Oof. Pretty sad. Uh, and then Max Scherzer's got hamstring tightness. Well, Scherzer playing on the Mets. I mean, I know, but though both of those guys, I mean, the, both of those guys are all stars, like perennial Cy Young candidates. And maybe Scherzer's going to start. They, they're probably going to announce it by the time this comes out because obviously, um, but if they if they don't start, I think it's like Chris Bassett is going to start the first game, which would be really depressing for a team that, I mean, they made a lot of really, really, really good improvements for them. I think they're going to be really good this year. It's pretty depressing to have to see Chris Bassett start on opening day when you have DeGrom and Max Scherzer. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, though, there's not much There's not much they can do because these guys are aces and you got to just go out with your butt because Syndergaard's gone, right? He signs yep. with the Angels. He's the Angels. He's gone. So yep. you got to just put out what you have, basically. I mean, then they got Bassett. They, I think Steven Matz is still on that team. Like they're 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 still a really good uh Oh, he's not Steven Matz is on the Cardinals, excuse me. Um, but still they're they're a decent um pitching staff. It's just the expectation. I mean, they have some people can argue those are the two best pitchers in the league. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> that would strong, really that would strong starting too. Yeah. And so like it's it's pretty depressing when DeGrom goes out again and like DeGrom is inarguably the best pitcher in the league when he's pitching. He just gets injured a lot. Scherzer doesn't get injured a lot. He threw like a ton of innings this spring. So that's probably why, you know, he has some tightness. We, I'm assuming he'll probably be fine. But if neither of them start, it's just kind of a buzzkill. And I like, you know, I kind of identify with the New York Mets because I feel like the Sox and the Mets kind of have this brotherhood. Yeah, no, we're all sorts effed in the A right now. Not good. Uh, to give our, our our listening party some context here, uh, Chicago Mike was in Scottsdale last week and got the opportunity to go to uh, the White Sox versus Reds exhibition game. Got a chance to see Michael Kopech throw about two and a half, three. It was great. He looked solid. He was mixing in his breaking ball. He, he's, you know, throwing, cleaning up at 97, clearly Threw like not. shit today, but I... I didn't see him pitch today. I, I didn't have the time. The but, but no, keep going. I apologize. I just want to. No, no, no. He he had a good good set. He was testing his breaking ball out and his changeup and his curveball, and they were looking pretty solid. He only gave up one run, uh, but I mean, granted, they are playing the Reds. Um, I would say that this was something where you know I don't know what happened. I don't know why they were. So eager to pitch Crochet, but Crochet comes in yeah, and the situation. Person. I saw this situation happen, and I kind of had a gut feeling. I was like, yeah, this isn't good. You could see it. I mean, the minute it happens, it's like you got grabbed for the arm, and you're like, "That's there's a 50% chance. This I was there. like five feet away from the guy walking off the field, and uh, yeah, he was literally in a lot of pain. And yeah. you could tell he was shaking his head like, yeah, this isn't good. Well, for some context, I saw Glass now last year when he was – pitching against the White Sox when he went through the same thing. And it's it's crazy because they just throw it like normal. And all of a sudden you see him and all of a sudden you see this big grimace and you're like, holy fuck, that is something just snapped there. Like, well, I don't know what it was. Something just snapped there. It's usually guys with interesting motions and goofy arm angles. Yeah, goofy <laughs> arm angles, <laughs> yeah. which is crochet. So Side armors that throw 100, Garrett Crochet. <laughs> Not a side much. armor, but he has a, he has a Chris Sale-like release. Yeah, he throws in the high hundreds. I mean, he, he he's he's a he's a freak. I mean, or high nineties, low hundred. I mean, one hundred and one. I've seen him clip. So, 
Guy's a freak when he's good, but it's definitely a hit to our bullpen and definitely something I'm not looking forward to. On the other Luckily, hand, beast ass bullpen. On the other hand, um, Gavin Sheets is yes. a unit. Yes, he is. Absolute unit. Guy is a freak of nature. Amazing athlete. Crushed it at first base defensively on Thursday night last week. Hitting bombs. I think he was three for four with a home run, a double, and two singles. Walked once, struck out once. But sweet ass lefty swing too. Just a beautiful swing. Guy's been in the minors for a long time, so it's great to see a guy like that catch on with the organization. Um, and then, of course, you know Timmy Anderson looks solid. Robert looks solid. Um, you know Adam Angle defensively is good. What I would say is that at this stage of the game, um, it's going to be fun to watch and. One last thing. I did meet Rick Hahn, and that's on the that's on the gram. That's on the gram. It's on the gram. Uh, yeah, so a few White Sox things, because, you know, we are a national podcast, so we're going to talk about the White Sox, obviously. Absolutely. Um, Lance Lynn's out for the first two months of the season. People got pretty fucking upset about it. I was. I am also, but in my mind, he's back in June, you know? Maybe it's good to have two months where he's not pitching. So he's beasting by the end of June or by the end of the season. It is hard to see that though, especially with a rotation where you kind of need him. He's like kind of your workhorse, your dog, him, you and him and Giolito. So now they're kind of sitting at Giolito, Cease, and Kopech. And I don't know if Kopech's going to be able to go more than five or six for the first couple starts because he hasn't started in a couple of years. So big hit, big hit, Lancelin for the first little bit of the season here. Yeah, definitely something where he'll have to go through it. But, you know, four to six, probably more like four to eight, if I had to guess it, because yeah. what, he tore his meniscus. Yeah. Uh, so that that's definitely something. They're going to give him two dude. months. Yeah, they're giving yeah. him eight weeks. Easy. So they're not going to rush him back, but he'll be fine. I feel as if, you know, this gives Kopech a good opportunity to get some starting experience. And who maybe knows, Raylo. maybe he shines. Maybe Raylo. Hey, Raylo came back for us last year after a rough 2019 and really showed that he's got the stuff to do it. So I'm not I'm not low on Ronaldo Lopez. I think he's high on him either. Just right in the middle. Let's see what he can do. And then, you know, the signing of Johnny Cueto. I'm like, all right, whatever. Johnny Cueto's the shit. There's so many pictures of him like riding horses and shit and like wearing cowboy hats, which is so fucking funny to me. Um, He's on a minor league deal. In reality, it, he gets incentives based on how many times he starts at the big league club. I think this is kind of like a like a padding thing where it's like, eh, you know, Cueto comes in. If he needs to start, he can. He had a 4.8, 4.8 last year ERA. Not that great, um, but honestly kind of serviceable if you're just going to walk in and have like two or three spot starts before the guys get back. I'm cool with it. Leave him in the minors unless you need him. Uh, maybe he pitches well. Maybe you find lightning in a bottle because he was an all-star pitcher in his prime. So, who knows? Hey, those those old staffs of, you know, Zamarja, Cueto, guys like that back in the day, you know, that was a solid staff for the Giants. So I'm not saying that I'm down about it, but, you know, it's definitely going to be a rougher start to the season than we expected, especially with the Central looking pretty, pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, not gonna lie. there is one pitcher that we lost that I was a net positive about. Who's that? Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, I, I'm very happy he's gone. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell goes to the Dodgers. White Sox take A.J. Pollock. A.J. Pollock is really fucking good, man. And I don't think there's another... Not a lefty bat, but... <laughs> Which, I mean, it's, but if he's hitting 300, and actually his hit, uh, 
He actually hits just as well against lefties as righties, which is crazy. Looking That's at his splits, it's difficult to see. Almost, almost exactly the same. His splits are. I look. I was checking out his splits the other day because, again, I'm a nerd. Um, but he he hits well from both sides, or not both sides against both both hand pitchers. The thing with AJ Pollock is he hasn't played right field since 2013, I believe, and he's gonna mostly play right field for the Sox. Granted, he played center a lot, and he's good at center, so he can probably be serviceable and right. But I don't know about the arm. I just like him because he's a good hitter and he's going to be nice on that eight, nine spot at the bottom of the lineup. No, I, I think that's going to be a perfect addition to this team. I think for trading him for Kimbrel straight up is a steal yep. uh, because he's a guy who can hit for average. And I think last Almost season, the exact same contract too. Yeah. And, and I think a guy who can hit for average that you can put in the bottom half of your lineup to continue that momentum. I feel as if that was a big piece we were missing last season because it really felt as if the first half of the lineup was consistently putting the ball on the field and putting the ball in play when the last half of the lineup wasn't. Yeah. And that's something consistently I feel as if we need and manufacture runs. We don't need a ton of home runs. Um, I feel as if that this is something that will wind up being a positive for us. Now, another move that comes up here is Zach Collins to Toronto yep. for Reese McGuire, which I think honestly is a good move because I feel as if we need someone who can defend behind the plate. Uh, very similar to James McCann, which yep. you let go, uh, who granted good for him. He got paid and he didn't but- play that well last year. And he didn't play that well last year, but defensively we were struggling as a catching ball club. Really quick, I just want to say, Vucevic just threw an arm at Grayson Allen, and good because that guy's a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> well, Vuce is a bitch too. No, I know, but Grayson Allen's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody hates Grayson Allen. Yeah. Um. Any, but anyway, Reese McGuire's actually really good. His framing. So I was watching this video the other day. Um. Comparing the two, basically, Zach Collins is really good at like, or is really bad at pitch framing and catching correctly. Um, a lot of times last year, like the whole thing with him was, he's gonna go, he's gonna wait for the ball to get to his glove, and every time it would dip out and be under the strike zone, it's like ball, 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 and really it was probably a strike. Reese McGuire's biggest skill, at least from what I've seen, from what I know, I don't know much about him until now. Reese McGuire's biggest skill is framing the ball, which is kind of what they need. They need a defensive catcher. Um, he granted if he's in the lineup, he's batting eighth or ninth, depending sure, on what they want to say. Sure, that's fine. So is Zach Collins. Zach Collins hit like 202 last year. Yeah, Zach, Zach Collins, Collins was ass. Yeah, Zach Collins was not what you drafted in the first round. The biggest thing, too, is Zach Total Collins bust. ran out. Yeah, totally. He ran out of um, minor league, uh, what do you call it, transfers. Zach, or or uh, Reese McGuire, rather, doesn't have any minor league transfers. Zach Collins is one more. So he can actually go to Toronto and be in AAA, and I think they might think they can get something out of him. Reese McGuire is going to be on the major league team for as long as he's on the team. So, Well, that's fine. Honestly, I think the Sox are lacking that, even though Yasmani Grandal was supposed to be a defensive powerhouse, has not been anything of the kind. And yeah, but hey, he's good on offense. <laughs> I guess. I mean, the highest on base percentage yeah. last season uh, on top say, of anybody. Yeah. But I was say, no his OPS was high because he just hit home runs and walks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was it. He hit dingers and got on base. And, I mean, that's fine, but you were hitting 158 for a large portion of last yeah. season. It was pathetic. But, <laughs> I mean, great, great eyes at the plate. Definitely something that I feel as if um, is a good move for us because we do need a solid backup catcher. Now, definitely something uh, when I did meet Rick Hahn, 
I, I did ask him, I said, are we signing? Uh, are, are we signing? Uh, who who was the guy who's still Michael available? Conforto. Conforto. I said, are we signing Conforto? He's like, listen, man. He's like, I can't really talk about it right now, but I want to go home. I was like, okay, that's fine. It's because he knew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I woke up the next morning and boom, uh, Kimbrell gone for Pollock. So that's kind of the fun story. And then another thing for you White Sox fans, um, Jake Berger can't throw a baseball. <laughs> he can't. He can only hit a baseball. He cannot throw the baseball. And he's maybe five foot eleven. So. Yeah, no, he's he's a uh, he's a dense lad. To be nice, he's um, a one trick pony, and he ain't uh, too agile at the hot corner. Let's I like that, that guy though. Um, oh, it's Bob. I think he's I think he's more of like a like a tubey. I don't even really know because he's not that tall, so he can't play first. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a really good hitter. His hit tool's insane. It's just I don't think he's a much of a fielder anyway. No, he he may be like a DH sort of uh, situation. Yeah. So. Definitely something. Another thing, wanna breaking news today. Austin yep. Meadows traded to the Tigers for yep. a shortstop prospect. Uh, this kind of gives me some sign for concern, Vince, because I feel as if the Tigers are going in this year. They're getting they're some trying shit to win together. games. Yeah, they're so trying to win games. The AL Central is going to be interesting because there's a lot of, like the Guardians, for instance. They have some good players. Their pitching is going to be good. The Tigers have a lot of young players. Um, they got Javi Baez, which doesn't scare me entirely because he's such a okay. low average hitter. Yeah. Austin Meadows is not that good at hitting. He was one year. He was really good at hitting for one year. And then it kind of just fell off. Uh, the first two years of his career, he went back and forth between a couple. Uh, he went between Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh and he hit well with them and all that. But the last two years, he had 205 in 2020 on that shortened season. And then he had 234 last year. Um, He's he's all right. He hits a lot of homers. I'm not entirely worried about him because his defense in in right field, I believe he plays, his defense isn't that good. So the Rays obviously kind of knew something. Um, they wanted to bring in some new blood, which is fine. They got uh, Isak Paradis from the Tigers. Don't really understand the trade on their end. Um, but no, he'll play. I mean, he'll be, he'll be pretty good for them, but I don't know. It's just like no one's as good as the White Sox in this division still. So it's... It's I don't know. I, I would be actually more scared of the Twins, but they don't have a pitching staff. So it's kind of like a weird – it's a weird feeling. I feel like the Tigers, they have Torkelson coming up. They're I think he's the number two prospect right now. Um, Maybe he'll be good too. They still got Miggy Cabrera. Akil Badu was pretty good last year, but I don't know. I'm not too scared. Well, I would – maybe it's the pessimist in me. It's just trying to make sure that we can win this division outright and make a run. I think the Joe Kelly signing's big. I think that's something that, as we progress throughout the season, will prove to be something that. Yeah, and he's is, not starting is... the season, so. No. No, he's got some lingering stuff that he's got to figure out. No, well, that's fine. I he mean, at the end now. of the day, we're just going to need him after the All Star break, and let's right. make a run. So, no, excited for White Sox baseball. Let's get into some more meat and potatoes here yeah. of the AL and NL since we're going full blown baseball. Since yes, episode. sir. I love it. Yes, sir. All right. So, you know, this is a nuanced conversation. It's going to change day to day. Um, do you have an overachiever team in mind? A team that's going to be better than people are actually talking about that they actually think are going to be good? Do you have one in mind that you would probably, that you would like to put your name under? Hmm. That's a good question. Looking at it, I mean, 
I'm trying to piece this through, but you just said it. I, I do have some concerns for our socks about the twins. Yeah. And that is my two cents when it comes to the AL central. If we're staying, you know, in division, um, yeah, that, that would be my biggest concern right now is 100% the twins, because you got to remember in 2020 and 2019, they were contenders and they were going after that division. They Shit, got Carlos they Correa games one year, right? They got Gary Sanchez. Buxton's coming back healthy. Kirilov's no fucking joke. Kessler's no fucking joke. Scary, <laughs> like, man. Crazy. And I don't mean, forget Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela's on that team now. And like he's not amazing, but he's certainly decent. <laughs> yeah, the pitching staff isn't what it was a couple years ago, but Still. definitely something that gives you a sign for pause. Um, you know, you look at a team like, I mean, the Rays, I, I don't think that's anybody's favorite team, but then again, the Rays They're have the ability. Good every They're year. stacked. They're yeah. stacked. You know, they're consistent and they hit the ball and they hit for average. So another team that you could look at here and say, okay, yeah, that gives it. And then, you know, maybe another team, if we're looking at the AL as a whole. Yep. I mean, the Rangers went out and spent yeah. a quarter of a billion dollars. Oh, so yeah. the only concern I have with the Rangers is, again, the pitching staff. And that's a big thing. People are like pitching wins championships. That's real, man. That's like a real thing. Like. You can hit a lot, but when your team goes soft, you got to have guys that can pitch. Uh, the Rangers spent a lot of money, for sure. They spent a shit ton of money. That division's going to be interesting because my team, and I'm happy you brought us to the AL West, the Seattle Mariners are going to be pretty fucking good this year. They kind of, mm. they were kind of the Cinderella of September last year. Um, they were just kind of beast. And it was them and the, I mean, the Cardinals went like undefeated in September. But in the AL, at least, the Mariners started kind of just slowly chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Boom. They made a playoff. It would, it was crazy. I mean, they shouldn't have been. That's, it just is what it is. And they just pulled, they just pulled up the number one prospect. Uh, I think in the entire MLB, um, I think his name is Julio. God damn it. God damn it. He's really fucking good. Basically. He's the man. Um, that's (laughs) Julio Rodriguez. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. He's a beast. They got Kyle Lewis. Um, They've signed a couple of other guys that they're they're gonna they, you know they're gonna have a nice season. I think uh, they might be talking to the Astros at the end of the year, and we'll see what might happen. Because I mean, the Astros did lose a couple guys; they're still a really formidable good team. But I don't know, Mar- Mariners might be knocking at that door, man. We'll see. We'll see. I I mean, who did they lose? Who retired in the off season? His name is slipping me at the moment. For the Mariners? Yeah. What's his name? I don't know. I thought they were a young team. No, he was their veteran third baseman on the Mariners. Oh, uh, damn, you're right. Uh, Kyle Seager. Kyle Seager. Seager retires, and that's kind of a loss. I mean, definitely a loss because that's a veteran presence that Mm -hmm. was great for them. And they last season, we want to win it for Seager. Oh, yeah. They also signed the Cy Young winner in the AL last year. Who's that? Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. And Adam Frazier. Robbie Ray was great for the Blue Jays, and Adam Frazier is nothing to shake a stick at. I really yeah. wanted the Sox to acquire him at the trade deadline last year. I thought that would have been a phenomenal choice to pair with Timmy at second. And considering Madrigal was gone, that would have been a nice signing. They should have yeah. done that in the offseason as opposed to Josh Harrison, but it's the White Sox. Anyway, yep. is this the season the Angels finally get over the hump with Shohei, with Syndergaard, with Trout, with all of these guys – 
that they have coming in, is this finally the year they can contend in the West or is this just going to be a team where they have a shit ton of money, shit ton of money guys. And at the end of the day, Joe Madden's doing Joe Madden stuff and you're just always going to be that bottom of the heap franchise in the AL West. It isn't. I don't know what to say. The AL is a minefield right now. And I'm so happy the white Sox are in the central because probably the most improved team this year is going to be the blue Jays, especially in the AL. The Blue Jays are actually, I think they're betting odds second best in the AL after the if, White Sox. If Springer can stay healthy, I think that's a key for the Blue Jays. And with a full season, Springer, I mean, playing center field, guys, a stud hitting lead off for them. I think that's a great, great way of going yeah, about it. I mean, and the the Blue Jays have Manoa, who was really good last year. Hyunjin Ryu was really good last year. And then they signed Kevin Gausman and Jose Barrios. They got him in a trade last year, but... Great. Kevin Gausman was fucking awesome last well, year. Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio are nothing to shake. I mean, th- those Mad two. Guerrero, mo- fucking Guriel Jr. Like, dude, this team is absolutely stacked. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all works. And you got to think about it, though, because, like, you got two teams that need to take wild card spots. So if you have, I mean, if the Blue Jays win the East, the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Yankees are all pretty damn good. Only team only team in that division that isn't good is the Orioles. So if you think about that and then you put the Astros, the Mariners and then you said the Rangers might be have a shooting chance this year. Well, the Rangers are in the West, so I mean it's it yeah. is what it is. But I just don't I, think the Angels are going to, you know. They have a lot of good players, but that pitching staff's not going to get them anywhere. The East is still strong, you know, Donaldson coming to the Yankees and, you know, Joey Gallo and 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 Judge Rizzo and, and, and all yeah, that. I mean they're they're stacked. And Garrett they got, Cole, don't forget it. <laughs> yeah, and well, Garrett Cole and Donaldson just need to fight and get it over with. Hey, already. they said they're cool with each other. Uh, yeah, that's what they say to the press. Um, <laughs> what what are your picks in the National League? What what are teams that you're looking at where you're like, okay, yeah, this team for sure has the ability to be break out this season. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the, the with the with the the most going up and the most going down. So. There's a couple teams in the National League, and this kind of is kind of in the same situation as the AL West is in right now, or the AL East is in right now. The NL West is so like the I mean the Diamondbacks and the Rockies are horrible, but then you get the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants that are kind of going to do the same thing they've done before. The team that I'm kind of looking for this year is the Philadelphia Phillies. They've had a questionable run the last couple of years. Um, that West is getting a little easier. Without, I mean, besides the actual, the, besides the Mets, rather. And the Braves are going to brave. Like, we'll see what happens. I don't think they're as strong as they were last year. I think the Philadelphia Phillies have something to prove this year. They have a decent pitching staff. Their bullpen's always been their problem. But if you look up and down that lineup, I mean, they signed Schwarber. They got Castellanos this year. They kind of are just pacing up holes. If Wheeler can get healthy and be healthy, if Nola can go, if, I mean, Suarez is decent, Kyle Gibson is decent. I don't know. I mean, they could actually get a playoff run. And in the same regard, I am truly and honestly worried about the Atlanta Braves. I don't really know why. They signed a couple guys. They're going to be good. I just don't know if they're making the playoffs this year, man. I think that the Matt Olson trade is basically taking a younger version of Freddie Freeman and placing him at first base. Yeah. I think it's a very similar signing. So I don't think you're going to lose much there. You get Okuna, Okuna back. That's huge. I mean, in itself, he's, he's that's just true. They work. didn't have him last year. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. Okuna coming back is their biggest, biggest plus. And it's almost like t- a free agency signing, honestly. 
Yeah, and now you you shore up the back end of your bullpen with Kenley Jensen. I mean, that's nothing to shake a stick at. Yeah. So I he was better a couple of years ago, but yeah, totally. Sure. I mean, but Kenley Jensen's still a dominant back end of a bullpen Got piece. Yeah. I mean, if the Sox signed him, I wouldn't have been pissed. I right. mean, let's face it. If the Sox signed him, we'd have been like, okay, I'm fucking in on that shit. Better feels, than Kimbrel. Feels like, feels like Kimbrel, I was going to say. But, yeah, but <laughs> Kimbrel comes out in his first appearance for the Dodgers and gives up two dingers back to back. Yeah, see ya. Clearly, he's lost the step, and I don't know. That How first half of the moving? season. Yeah, definitely. Keep it moving. Uh, but the Phillies, I agree with you. You took the words out of my mouth. I think the Schwarber and the Castellanos thing is huge. Um, both guys can just rake. Yeah. And, you know, you got Bryce Harper potentially going for another MVP. Yeah, I was going to say, you might repeat an MVP here. They still got an MVP on that team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Harper deserves the opportunity. He got paid a bag. I don't know what the hell he was doing uh, with the Phillies. I would have much rather seen him on the south side, but the Sox don't spend that kind of money. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And also, the Reds are going to be a lot fucking worse this year. Yeah, the Reds caught lightning in a bottle last season. I just feel really bad for Joey Votto. I wish, like, I, I... yeah. I called out Votto, uh, and I said, you know, do you hate the Cubs as well? And he kind of gave me a nod, which I thought was great because uh, he doesn't like the Cubs. Uh, famous story of Votto at Wrigley. He likes to taunt fans with uh, foul balls and then throw them outside of the stadium, which is fantastic. <laughs> so that's really cool. Uh, but, yeah, as far as it all looks here, I definitely think the Giants or, and Dodgers are going to be going after it against Potters the NL West. Are still fucking good. And they, well, they just don't got Alec Manoa. Yeah, but they don't have to tease anymore. For now. When's he going to come back? Uh, I think like two months or three months. Or After the All-Star break, for sure. Yeah. One thing I want to say about the Reds, too, really quick. Um, they I didn't, I didn't mention this. Jesse Winker also got traded to the Mariners. Jesse Winker was their second-best hitter last year after Castellanos. And honestly, there's an argument that he would have been first. They were both All-Stars. They got rid of everybody. It's kind what of the fun. Reds thinking they they had a window there. It's seeming. Well, they created a win. I mean, with that Bauer signing, they were really good that year. They created a window. And then last year they got more guys. And then all of a sudden they're like, we spent too much money. Just ditched everyone. I mean, so you got to pay to get what you want. Basically, yeah. that's how I view it. But it's going to be interesting. are ass this year. <laughs> yeah, and we're reaping all the benefits. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but the Sox, I do have concerns, but. We'll continue to monitor this. Uh, we'll be talking who, baseball all summer long, baby. Vince, who who are your AL and NL MVPs? Let's finish it out here. Way okay. too early predictions. Okay, way too early predictions, shall we? Um, call me Homer. Eh, never mind. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I got a Cunha. I got no. Say it. No, I'm Say not. it. Say it. Come on. All right, I will. I got a Cunha with the NL. Okay. I got Luis Robert with the AL. Ooh, okay. All right, two homer picks. So, AL, I'm thinking Timmy Anderson uh, because I think he deserves it, and he looks like he is hitting the ball and seeing the ball very, very well right now. Yep. Um, He's looking great. I think he definitely has the ability this season to hit 300, steal some bases. As long as the defense uh, gets picked up a little bit, I think we'll be just fine. Yep. Because Timmy has the ability to do things where you're like, wow. Then he has the ability to go, what the fuck are you doing? Um, So I think Timmy, if he clears up his infielding woes and his fielding woes, he has the ability to be AL MVP. NL, going to go on a long shot here. Let's go. Okay. So going on a long shot here. 
I'm looking at this this one to me is going to be interesting. But if we break it down, I'm building this up. I'm building this up. I think it has the ability. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. I think it's going to be Bryce Harper. <laughs> he's gonna, I think he's I totally like, repeating. Damn, what is he going to say? <laughs> no, it's 100%, I think it's 100% going to be Bryce repeating. And now he's got guys around him to take some heat off of him. And he's not going to get all these breaking pitches that he even got last year. Um, so I think that helped breaks up some of the monotony in the middle of that order. Yeah. And it's definitely a scenario where I think Bryce has the ability to repeat. I love it. Uh, do you have, do you have Cy Young predictions here, bud? This is a little <sighs> Way harder. too early. Way too early. It's, it's early to see that much, um, this quick, uh, you know, that's the fun of it though, you know? You know what? I'm going to say this AL and maybe this is the Homer in me, but I love the guy. And I think, uh, no, 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 I'm going totally outside of the central. I think Chris sale has a comeback season of a lifetime. I think Chris sale wins the LSI. I heard something about him today. He's Um, stud freak. Yeah. He was talking about the sign stealing thing, but he's playing this year. So that's good. Oh, he's and when Chris sale is playing well and yeah. playing to the ability Terrible. that Chris Sale can play. That's the best pitcher in baseball, period. Yeah. We got this chance to see it for almost eight years, and the guy is just a freak of nature. So takes one jersey. Yeah. Rip it all yeah. apart. I know, man. <laughs> got a hall for him. Got Mankata for him. I mean, and he deserves a Cy Young, let's be honest. Like, he does. He, he, he does. hasn't had one. He's gotten close, like, probably, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. He's been top five six times. He deserves a Cy Young here. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Chris Sale, I think he, he has a comeback season of a lifetime, and he's right there in the top. Um, what about you? What's your AL? AL for me is pretty tough, not going to lie. Um, I'm going to go out on a whim here and say that Kevin Gosman's going to have a real goddamn good year with the Blue Jays. He was really good with the Giants last year. Kind of came out of nowhere. I fuck with nowhere. Kevin Gosman. I like Kevin Gosman. I like that guy. All right. All right. Kind of a dark horse pick. Hey, he was good last year, man. Yeah. No, I, I see it. I see it. I, I you know, I don't I don't necessarily uh agree, yeah. but definitely something it's the where of this. Yeah, it's the beauty of it all. It's the beauty of it all. Could be something where as we continue to uh, see the season go. There's going to be some guys who come up where you're gonna be like, all okay. Of, yeah, where the fuck what about, did you come from? What about your uh what about your uh, NL pick. So I initially want to take DeGrom, but he's going to miss a lot of time. So I don't think I'm going to do that. I think that this award is going to Walker Bueller. I just love watching that guy pitch. There's no other way around it. Walker Bueller is my NL Cy Young winner. Okay. Walker Bueller, huh? You don't want to see the rich get richer here, but Walker Bueller's a good fucking pitcher. Who does he play for again? Forgive me. Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. He was fucking good last year, bro. <laughs> I'm, year I'm, I'm, thro- that. I'm throwing a dark horse out there just yep. because this is the most White Sox thing of all time. Let's go. Ready? For the NL? Yeah. Okay. You know where I'm going with this? No. 
This is Dark Horses of Dark Horses. Probably not going to happen. But this has been known to happen over the course of time where the White Sox had a guy that they drafted and then they let him go because for whatever reason they didn't want to pay him. And then he winds up somewhere else and he's a freak of nature. Carlos Rodon, I think he has the ability to go into a Giants team, be a guy, not have all the pressure on him of being a one or even a two and pitch the lights out. Because he has dirty stuff. So and dirty. for a while there, him and Chris Sale were going back-to-back games and looking great. And last season, start of the season, he looked like he had Cy Young potential. So was sexy. Sexy. Not only that, he could mix in a change-up that would put you in, in, on your knees. So I, I don't sleep on him. That might be, honestly, a little thing to sprinkle a little bit of money on on a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. So Cool. Interesting, interesting Let's stuff. Let's see how I wrong we are. <laughs> Let's see how wrong we are is right. Uh, this is an exciting episode because Long baseball for is the people. back this week. Oh, yeah. baseball's back. Of course we're going to go. Naturally. Uh, going to go in on this. Excited to see it. Let's continue to monitor everything as we move forward. Masters start this week. Yeah. Um, Vince, it's always great. Always great, man. Back on another Mike. week. Yeah, next week, you know, we're gonna be trying hopefully some some new scenarios. Uh, yeah. Maybe get maybe get uh, live here for the people maybe and maybe tickle some video and we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We got to find the right platform, but we'll make it work. As always, people, you know the drill. Follow, like, share, rate it, rate you it know. five stars, please. Five stars on the you. Spotify's. On the Spotify's, we appreciate all of you, and of course. We will see you next week. Peace.